Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I have a great testimony to show you. We record this so that it will be uh, easy to really grab the idea. And this testimony is wonderful. Actually, it will go along with what I'm going to preach today. What I'm going to preach today for this Christmas time is that when Jesus show up, you know, when we come to the church like this or we go to the revival meeting and we invite Jesus to show up, the spirit of Jesus show up, we may not see him with our eyes because we are in the natural realm, but in the spiritual realm, he show up and he still do the same thing like 2,000 years ago because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'd like to show this uh, testimony from one of I would like members. to invite you to listen to this great testimony, and I believe that the Almighty God will speak to you through this testimony and encourage you to have faith in Him and to really experience His goodness and His grace. Listen to the testimony carefully. My name is Joan Hinder. And I've gone to New Hope International for three years. In 1995, I was referred to an ENT doctor as I was having recurring sinus infection. As a result of the visit, I was told I needed to have surgery on my sinus to correct the cause of the infection. The surgery was successful and I was feeling good. I think it was about a month that I started to being so tired and not wanting to eat. I was angry over anything that came up, and losing my temper was not a character for me. I was fortunate to be living with my cousin. She could see that something was wrong with me, and my cousin asked me to stay and rest in the living room, so I did. We spent the day watching TV and anything else. Later in the afternoon, she made dinner for us, and when she brought the plate of my food, I picked up my fork and I couldn't hold on to it. This is when she took me to the emergency room. By the time I was arrived, I was not able to speak and my right side was totally numb. It turned out that I had a hematoma on my brain and it required me to have emergency surgery to save my life. The surgery was successful and after months of different kinds of therapy, I was feeling great. It was later that my neurosurgeon believed the hematoma was caused by the sinus surgery if I'd had the surgeon had gone through the lining between my sinuses and my brain, which caused the bleeding in the brain. A few months after I had my surgery, I had a seizure. The neurosurgeon put me on strong medication and it seemed this was a one-time episode. Fortunately, I started to have more of them. As time went on, I was having one or two a week. I was referred to a neurologist, and he put me on several different medications to stop having seizures, and nothing helped. After seeing numerous doctors who did not know where the seizures were, I was still being sedated. 
and the seizures continued. I was so sedated, I had to quit my job and was receiving social security disability. I had no social life. I had to give up my driver's license as well as being depressed. I saw a neurologist and his specialty was epilepsy. And though he didn't know what was causing the seizures, he changed medications to ones that were no, no sedating. I was going to a church where the pastor believed in healing. And there were many times I talked to people who had been healed. I asked for prayer. I would go forward when the pastor was praying for people with needs. In 2016, I was having so many episodes, maybe one a week. That's when I stopped altogether. The neurologist approved getting my driver's license. And in 2017, I got one. I started to have seizures again, but not as often. I met Pastor Lau in 2017. I was referred to him as a neurosurgeon as I had to have back surgery. My internist told me about him and that Dr. Lau was a pastor of a church as well. I had the surgery and when I would go for my office appointments, we would talk about the Lord. I realized at that time that I wasn't getting anything at the church I was going to. Dr. Lau had invited me to visit New Hope to see what I thought about it. I attended New Hope for the first time. The first service was in September 2018. I really liked what I saw. The people were so welcoming and the music and Pastor Lau's message he preached was in the same way the pastor of my old church preached. I never returned to that church. In the past three years, Pastor Lau and Da have prayed for my healing, and I had the faith that I would be healed. I attended the camp at Warm Beach in August 2019. It was there where I met Pastor Tori. After the morning service, we got together and got to know each other. Pastor Tori invited me to the Orange County Revival meeting. I told her I would think about it. I ran into her again at New Hope after church on a Sunday, and she asked me if I was planning to come to the meeting in Orange County. I told her no, because I would have to rent a car and drive myself to Marietta Falls camp, and I didn't know anything about the LA roads. Pastor Tori said I could stay with her and I would go with her and some other ladies to camp together. The one thing that she didn't know was that I had no money to go anywhere. I was living on my social security and not having enough money to do or go anywhere. I have a brother, his name is Stephen, and we are very close. Stephen has helped me financially when I have needed it. One day we were talking and I mentioned how I was invited by Pastor Tori, who I met at a camp, to go to a revival meeting in Orange County. However, I didn't have any money to pay for the airfare or the fee for the camp or spending money. Stephen said he thought it would be a wonderful chance to meet new people and see what a revival trip was like. My trip was paid for in full. Stephen paid for it. 
I stayed with Pastor Tori and she drove to the camp. I met some wonderful sisters in Christ while riding in the car. Once we were at camp, Pastor Tori suggested I stay with her in her room as it was closer to the meeting hall. Friday night was the first meeting and it was fun. After Pastor Lau's message, he said he would lay hands on people and pray for them. I was waiting to be prayed for, and while I was waiting, I asked the Lord for a touch of His fire. Pastor Lau laid hands on me, and I don't remember what he prayed. I just remember I told the Lord I gave myself to Him. The fire of God went through me from my head to my toes. I then experienced Jesus' presence and His pure love. I didn't want it to end. Afterwards, I was sitting on the floor watching what was happening. I still felt He was with me and I couldn't sit there as I wanted to be alone with Him. I went and sat on a chair away from everyone <clears throat> until Tori and I went to our room. I was crying and laughing. We had stairs to climb to get to our room and Pastor Tori had to help me. I was sitting on my bed, not knowing what was happening to me. Tori came and sat next to me, and I told her what was happening. She laughed and said, you are drunk in the spirit. We went to bed. I was awake all night thinking about what happened to me. The next morning at the meeting, when the worship started, I was standing. However, when we started to sing, I felt like I was going to fall. Pastor Tori took my arm and helped me to sit down. This happened at each meeting we had, Saturday night meeting. When we were singing and worshiping, one of my sisters I met came over and wanted me to dance with her. I took a leap of faith and danced with her for several minutes. The revival camp was so powerful and so awesome for me. It changed my life. I was set free spiritually. I am much more free and to worship Him. I'm hungry to hear the Bible and read and hear the Word of God. The greatest miracle of that weekend is that I was healed of my seizures. I haven't had one since February of 2019. Attending this revival weekend showed me how powerful the fire of God is. I was attending a church, attending ladies' care group, but being in the presence of God for three days is powerful. I had no money to go on this trip, but God provided it. I didn't want to drive through LA to the place where we were meetings were being held, God provided a way. I have learned that if you are saying you don't want to go for this reason or another reason, God will make a way for you to go. I had never been on a mission trip and I didn't know what to expect. I was excited to see what would happen and see power how powerful the Lord is in these meetings. I am one who had a sickness that there was no cure for. 
and I stepped out in faith and the Lord took care of all of my needs to, re to get to the revival and I met some really good friends and I suggest that if anyone ha do not have any doubts about if you want to go on one of these trips because they are awesome, you'll never be the same. Thank you so much for listening to the Christian news. You can stop, yeah. Praise God. Wow. She had um, incurable seizure due to the brain injury. As a neurosurgeon, I know when they put the equipment through the nose into the brain, it will cause a bleeding and scar. And when your brain has scar, it will send electric fire in the brain to the other part of the brain and cause seizure off and on. So there's no way that doctor can cure this seizure. Because the scar is there, the only thing you can do is to change your brain, but you cannot. So this is incurable disease, and a patient needs to be on anti-seizure medication all the days of their life. So thank God the presence of Jesus show up in the revival meeting. And no sickness, that there's no sickness that Jesus cannot heal. Joan is sitting there. Thank God for her life. Praise God. If possible, next week I want to show you another testimony from California, a man who was touched by God, by the presence of Jesus Christ. I will show you next week another story. So this morning I would like to talk about the Lord Jesus Christ because many of us and around the world are celebrating Christmas. Actually, we don't know when Jesus was born, but we just pick one day to think about the love of God who sent his son Jesus Christ into the world. And we want to use this opportunity to talk about how much he loves us and who he is. Jesus, the almighty God, he has been in heaven with the Father. The Father and the Son created the heavens and the earth. And one day, he came into the world and showed up in this world as a baby. And he grew up and showed all of us who God is. Jesus came into the world 2,000 years ago. When we read his story, when we study about his life, we learn who God is. And not only that, we learn how a man and a woman like you and me should live on this planet Earth. He is our role model. He is the best example to our life. That's why Paul said that, follow me as I follow Christ. We want to follow the footstep of Jesus. And not only he showed who God is, and he revealed to us how we should live on this Earth as human beings. We also learn that he loved us and he came into the world to do something to help mankind, you and me. And this is why I'm so glad and many of you are glad to become a Christian, to follow Jesus and invite Jesus Christ to come into our life as our Lord and Savior. I would like to read many passages of the scripture as the time allow me to do. And I will show you what happens when Jesus shows up in your life, in your home, in your office, in your church, in Matthew chapter 9, verses 2 to 8, the Bible say, And behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. 
When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, "Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you." And at once, some of the scribes and said with him themselves, "This man blasphemes. Blaspheme means he quote he say, 'I am God. I can forgive sin.'" But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, and said, "Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier?" To say your sins are forgiven you, or to say arise and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, "Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house." And he arose and departed to his house. Now, when the multitude saw it, They marvel and glorify God, who had given such power to men. A paralytic man was brought to Jesus Christ for physical healing because Jesus healed a lot of sick people in his ministry. But Jesus said to this man, "Your sins are forgiven you, instead of you are healed." So when Jesus showed up, he forgave you. He want to let go of the punishment on your life because you sin against God. I remember when I was a young man uh, in the medical school. I was a Buddhist and I really anti Christ because I thought that Christianity came from the Western country. I'm Asian, therefore Christianity is not for Asian; it's for Western people. So one day I went to a meeting. And I saw a lot of young people, maybe about high school level. They were singing and laughing and having good time, singing worship song to God. And I was sitting there watching them as a doctor. Uh, actually, I just graduated at that time. I finished the medical school. I was watching them and say, "Why are you so happy? I'm not happy. Why are you so happy? Why Christians are happy?" And then the owner of the house is a. Very successful businessman in Bangkok, Thailand, came to me and said, "Doctor, I would like to encourage you to believe in Jesus, because He came to forgive our sin and to give us eternal life." And he said to me, "You are a sinner. You should receive Jesus and repent of your sin." Oh, I tell you, when he say I'm a sinner, I was so mad. I was thinking in my heart. I never rob any bank. I never kill anybody. I'm not a sinner. I'm a doctor. I save so many lives. I operate on a lot of patients, and I save so many lives. I think I'm a good man. Okay. And he said to me, "Doctor, you go home tonight and look at the mirror in your bedroom, and you tell yourself your face in your mirror that I'm not a sinner." Wow! I was so mad at him. I went back home. Opened the door of my bedroom, walked to the big mirror in my bedroom, and I look at myself, and I can I start to open the mouth and say, "I am not." But oh, oh, suddenly something showed me that I gossip about my teacher. I allow my friend to look at the answer of the test. Just copy me, copy. I remember I steal money from my mom on the table so many times. I start to remember that 
I was having a bad attitude sometime. When that memory come back, I shut my mouth. I think I should go to the Bible study. I learn about Jesus because I know now I am a sinner and I have sinned against people and against God. Thank God, three months later, I gave my life to Jesus, and Jesus forgave my sin. What is sin? Sin number one: reject the Creator. You refuse to believe in your Creator. Two, sin means you have that nature on the inside of you to do wrong things, to reject God, to run your own way, and you don't care about God's way. Sin means you are doing wicked things, lying, gossiping, attacking people, cheating, and doing wrong things. Also, sin means you refuse to do the right thing. You know this is the right thing to do, but you say, "I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. I'm going to do my own way." In fact, when you look around, we are all sinners by nature. We have the sinful nature. But thank God. Because before I became a Christian, I was taught by my previous religion that I have to pay the price of my sin myself. If I eat chicken, I need to be born as a chicken to be killed as a chicken maybe 100 times. And if I step on one ant, I have to be born as ant another 100 times to be killed as an ant. So my belief at that time, I have to pay for my own sin. I need to go to hell to pay for all the cheating, lying, and gossiping. But thank God, Jesus came to forgive me, and I don't have to pay for my sin, and I can go to heaven. I know I need God' forgiveness. I have done wrong in my life, and even nowadays, I still have done some wrong things. And I have to say, God, I'm sorry. I have to say to my wife so many times, I'm sorry. I say wrong thing. Could you please forgive me? I asked my wife, my God, and brother and sister to forgive me. And thank God, if other people don't forgive me, at least one person who owns the whole universe forgives me. Jesus came to forgive our sin. He showed up. You know, I love Jesus because He is such a compassionate God. If you get involved with religious people, they will come with stone and want to stone you. And they want to condemn you that you are bad. You are bad. But Jesus never condemn anybody. Jesus only want to show love, compassion, and forgiveness. That's why I want to encourage all of us to really approach Jesus and allow Jesus to show up in your life. Let's look at the next scripture in the book of Mark, chapter five, verses twenty-five to thirty-four. Now, a certain woman had. A flow of blood for twelve years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had, and was no better. She spent money with the medical bill. She lost all the money, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, everyone say she heard. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing and hearing, you need to keep listening to the word. You need to talk to the God and listen to Him. Let Him talk to you. And not only that, you need to hear testimony, testimony, testimony. I believe this lady heard about 
the teaching and about the miracles that Jesus performed. She heard about Jesus, and she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For Jesus said, she came behind him to touch his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. You notice, she heard about Jesus. She believed that Jesus could heal her. And she came to Jesus. And not only just heard, believed, came to Jesus. She spoke. This is how we walk by faith. We hear the word. We have faith. We take some action. We go. And we speak. I am healed today. God, you give me a new job today. Miracle shall happen to me today. You speak it out. She said, everyone said, she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, even Jesus felt the power flowing out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who Touch my clothes. If you study the life of Jesus carefully, you will notice that Jesus had a touching ministry. Either people touch him or he touched people. He lay hand on people. He touched people to impart the anointing or the power, the dunamis, the power authority to pass into that person so that whatever problem, maybe demons, maybe sickness, have to leave. So he has a touching ministry. Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude trunking you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, listen carefully, he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. How can we receive the miracle from God? Faith. How can you have faith? Hearing, hearing, hearing. And after you have faith, you speak it out. Faith comes by hearing. And when you have faith, you speak the word of faith. And Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. When Jesus shows up, he heals our sickness and disease. He has the power to heal us. When I read this story, it reminds me of a testimony of my wife, Pastor Da. Pastor Da and I came here when Tani Da was about two years old, something like that. She was still running around as toddler. And we tried to have another baby, but Pastor Doug started to get sick with bleeding from the condition called uh, endometriosis. Endometriosis caused persistent bleeding from the womb. And in order to heal endometriosis, you need to have a baby. But you cannot have a baby when you have bleeding in the womb all the time. So there is no hope that we're going to have a second child. She, at that time, we lived in Northgate area. 
Pastor Dao went to see an obstetrician or the gynecologist who said that you keep bleeding like this, not good. You're going to be pale. You're going to lose red blood cell. So if you don't get better in a period of time, we need to suggest hysterectomy. Hysterectomy means cutting the womb out, which means no more hope for having a baby. So we decided, okay, we need to obey the doctor. But before we did that, in around October of that year, we flew to Thailand, and we don't want to sit at home on Sunday. We went to a church. This is a mega church, thousands of people there. I never forgot that day. I was standing with her, worshiping God. We feel the presence of God there. And when the pastor say, "Who is sick here? Could you please stand up? We're gonna pray for healing." Pastor Dan and I stood up, lift our hand up, and the presence of Jesus came. I feel the presence of God so strong. She felt the presence of God so strong, and she felt something pass through her body, like this woman with the issue of blood. She felt the power from the hem of his garment. After that minute. The bleeding stopped, and we came back to Seattle. And she got pregnant because the bleeding stopped. Therefore, we gave the second child name Joy, because the joy of the Lord is in our heart. That God healed my wife. Because of the presence of Jesus, show up there, amen. Can Jesus heal any sickness and disease? He can. He healed my sickness so many times. He healed the sickness of my daughters. He healed the sickness of many, many people around me. One time, a lady came to church. She had colon cancer, and the doctor told her, "You will live less than six months." Get ready to die. Her friend, her Christian friend, brought her here one Sunday. Actually, we were still on Musa Island at that time. She came and she accepted Jesus Christ. She walked out to be prayed for on the right side. I lay hand on her. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, touched her. She fell under the power. She was the first time in church. Never see anything like this before. She fell under the power. After that, she went back to the doctor. And the doctor checked her colon. No more cancer. Amen. Oh, congratulations! I don't know what happened to you, but you healed. And she kept coming to church. Ten years later, she's still here. She just went back to Thailand because she is retired. She went back to Thailand. So she was with us for ten years, more than ten years after God healed her from colon cancer. Jesus is good. He can heal your sickness. Amen. That's why the answer to your life is not religion, is not tradition, is not ritual, but the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm a Christian who loves the presence of God. I want Jesus to show up in my home. When Jesus show up, something happened. I just came back from Orange County. That revival meeting is interesting. I walk close to a man. He may be about 70 years old. When I walked close to him, he began to like want to kill me because demon inside him. <laughs> he sat there smiling, but when the presence of Jesus on my life walked close to him, he want to punch me. 
So I stand there and say, "You have to go out in the name of Jesus." And demon keep coming out of him, because when Jesus show up, the darkness have to leave. The darkness have to leave. You might have incurable disease. The disease that the doctors say no way you can be cured. Maybe some arthritis. Like for me, I have incurable disease called eczema since I was six years old. But even though the doctors say incurable, or you may have fatal or deadly disease, but Jesus can cure you from deadly disease, from incurable disease, and Jesus healed. My skin from eczema, 100%. I have no trace of eczema. Many years ago, Jesus healed me supernaturally. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can still heal you today because He is the same God that we read in the Bible. He walked to the blind man and say, "Receive your sight," and That man received the sight. We have the same Jesus today. When Jesus show up, sickness and disease have to leave. But we need to do like this woman: hear the word, fill your life with faith. You come to Jesus by faith. I remember when I faced some marriage problem many years ago. I need the healing of my marriage problem because I was at the verge of divorce from Pasada. We, we did not have good marriage at the beginning because I was a selfish man and I was not very good husband. But eventually, I say, God, I don't want this divorce. I want to have healing in my marriage. I spend money, fly to many meetings, stand in the line. To get into the meeting so that somebody can lay hand on me to get healed. I flew to Canada. I flew to Florida. I drove to many places and stand in the line for hours in order to get into the revival meeting. I think about this woman. She has to press through to get to the cloth of Jesus Christ in order to receive the miracle. When you are desperate, you say, "God, heal my body." Heal my marriage, heal my finances, bring deliverance, bring victory to me. You need to do like her. You need to press in. You need to really go to Jesus, humble yourself, and you need to say, "Jesus, help me." You cannot just sit at home in front of the computer watching live stream and watching computer and expect God to do anything. You need to go to meet Him, to be in His presence. So that the Lord can do something, we need to be like this woman. Amen. Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. When Jesus show up, you can stand on the serpent. He give you power and authority. To command sickness to go away, to command the winds and the storm to go away from your life. When Jesus show up, He give you power and authority, amen? amen, so that you can have victory in your life and nothing can harm you. Everyone say, when Jesus shows up, He give me power and authority. 
Not only that, in the book of Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 to 21, when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples gave to the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. They all, everyone say all. all. Everyone get it. No exception. And they all filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. My brother and sister, the disciple have 12 baskets full left. He has 12 disciples, so 12 baskets full left over. Five loaves and two fish multiplied. Feed 10,000 of people, only men. Usually when in a meeting, there are more women than men. And the Bible said that there were 5,000 men. I believe there would be maybe another 10,000 women and children around there. So Jesus fed them with five loaves and two fish and have five baskets full left over. When Jesus show up, he will provide for you. He will give you the job. You're going to listen to that testimony next Sunday. I want to show the testimony of a Hong Kong man in California who was touched by Jesus Christ in a meeting and demons came out of him. He's an old believer, but he came to our revival meeting many years ago. His wife was having cancer many years ago. She's still alive today. God touched her and she did not die of cancer. And the testimony after Jesus showed up in his life, wow, something happened in his provision. God provided for him. It's wonderful. After Jesus showed up in my life, God provided for me. My clinic is the most busiest clinic in the town when I was in Thailand. When I came here, he provided for me everything. He, his provision can be finances, can be time, can be people come around you to help you. Provision doesn't only talk about money. Provision of everything. <laughs> I just went to Disneyland and Universal Studio. And when I walk in, can I have the um, brochure where to walk to? No brochure anymore. What? How am I going to walk through all this big land? No brochure. Because I, I'm the old timer, you know, always... Flip up brochure. And he said, uh, the worker there said, you need to load an app. App? App of Disneyland? Okay. An app of Universal Studio? Okay. How can I load the app? But we did not have much time. So 
I depend on the provision of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I pray, Jesus, I don't know how to use this app. You need to help me because I need to go to the best ride. I want to use my money right to get to the best ride. And amazing throughout walking to the Disneyland and Universal Studio, the Lord Jesus provide me where to go. He talked to me. Go there first. Next one, next one, and everywhere we went, it's perfect. Usually, I and Pastor Dad like to go to the small world first because we want to ride in that and with the Christmas song, small world. But Jesus told me, "Don't go to the small world. Go tonight after 8:30 p.m." I plan to leave around 9 to 10 p.m. They open until midnight. I want to go home and rest. But Jesus said to me, "You go there at 8:30." So he provided for me. I walked to the small world at 8:30. When I walk into the door, you cannot get in. What? This is only 8:30. You shut the Disneyland at midnight. No, you cannot go in right now because we have a firework, and the firework gonna be here. You stand there, the best location to see the firework. Oh wow! God led me to the place I can see the best firework show, and only that during we were waiting for the firework, there is a light show on Small World with a song. Why wow, I never seen this before? God provided for me to be at the right place at the right time, see the best uh, firework show, the best light and sound show that I never seen before in my life. And otherwise, I have to stand somewhere else that I cannot see the firework. But God is so good. Not only that, I shared this story with some people already. Not only that, after we see the firework and the light show, I want to still go into small world anyway. <laughs> so hundreds of people standing around me to watch that firework. God, Jesus, what can I do? You are the provider. Tell me, I need to get in. This hundred of people, I want them to stand in the line for one hour. Then he said, "Move forward quickly." So, da, pastor, go with me, and move to the left side. Okay, move. I heard the Holy Spirit told me the the Spirit of Jesus told me move to the left side. So we just pass all the people to the left side, and we get to the front that where they put the barrier not to get into the small world. We stand there on the left side. Suddenly, a lady came in with a sign. In front of me, we start the light here. <laughs> At that point, I know God led me to the left side because He knew He is a provider. He provide for me even the, for the small world line. So I was number five in the line. I got in, come out, and I can go home on time. Everyone says, "When Jesus show up, He provides for me, even in the Disney World, Disneyland." <laughs> Luke chapter 19, verses 2 to 10. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. This man was a Jewish man, but he worked for the enemy, for the Roman Empire. He Collected taxes from his own people, and he even collected more 
For example, if they have to t- pay tax, $5, he will say it's $7. Otherwise, the soldier is going to arrest you. So he cheated money. He made money by taking advantage of his own countrymen. And he is not a good man. He was a sinner. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. He was looking for Jesus. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, you notice that this man was rejected by the whole town. Everybody hated him. He was a betrayal. He cheated money. He was very greedy and wanted to make money on other people's suffering. So everyone rejected this man. No one wanted to talk to him. No one wanted to associate with him. But even though he was a bad, the worst sinner in the whole town, Jesus still showed mercy to him and went to his house. My brothers and sisters, you may think that you don't deserve to be a Christian. You think that you have made so many mistakes. But if you come to Jesus and let him come into your life, he will show mercy to you. I heard the testimony of a man in Orange County this time. His name is Peter. Peter was a cook in Thai restaurant. He has no religion. He has no faith in anything. He did not believe in God. But 10 years ago, he told a story. He was working seven days a week, cooking in the restaurant to the point that he hurt his back. And he could not even get out of his bed. It was, the pain was so bad. And he went to see doctors and doctors and physical therapists. He lost the money. He could not gain any money because he was so sick. He could not go back to work for one year. But his condition never got better. Eventually, he told his doctor, I think I need surgery. So she went, he went to see a surgeon, spy surgeon. And spy surgeon said, okay, one to two weeks from now, we set up surgery. While he was walking out of the clinic, he looked up to the sky and said, God, if you're real, could you please heal me? He did not pray to Buddha. He did not pray to, he said, God, if you're real, you heal me. Within a week, he got totally healed. God showed mercy to him. And 10 years later, he married a Christian woman. And this woman took him to our revival service in Los Angeles in June. He came with his wife, look around. But when I make an altar call to pray for people, he came out. Kneel on the ground and say, God, you healed me 10 years ago. Now I want to give my life to you. Now I know who you are. The, his name is Jesus Christ. I lay hand on him. The Holy Spirit touched him. He fell under the power. After that, 
He joined the church. He quit his work on Sunday. He and his wife now come to church every Sunday. He say, "I want to serve God." This man about 50 years old. He want to serve God. He went to the music store and bought a electric drum. So he brought the drum back before the Black Friday, and they allow him to have the the special price. He came home and practiced how to play drum himself. No teacher. He just learned how to play drum himself. And he said he's g o i n g to play in this revival service last weekend, but he said, "Hmm, not good because I have to carry this drum everywhere. How about this? I'm g o i n g to go to buy a second one, and I'm g o i n g to give to the church." So he bought a second one, give to the church, and he used that on the revival service. When I heard this story, it reminded me of the story of Zacchaeus, a sinful man, that Jesus healed him. He's so gracious, so merciful to this man, and I believe Jesus knew that this man gonna get saved ten years later because he married a Christian woman who would take him to church, and now he's on fire. He cooked, he brought to me, passed on me, very good food every day. He played drum, he come to church, he served God, and I asked him, "Why are you so on fire?" This is his answer: Ten years ago. He showed mercy to me. He healed me. Now I want to live my life for Him. I'm willing to quit work on Sunday. I will not go to work on Sunday anymore. I'm gonna go to church. Look at how Zacchaeus responded to the mercy of Jesus. He said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor." And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, "Today, salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost." You may feel unworthy. Because a lot of people look down on you, but he will show mercy to you. When I finished my high school, I lost all of my high school friends. Now you know how bad I was. All of my high school friends dumped me. I don't want to associate with this guy any longer. All of them hated me because I was very arrogant, boastful, selfish, very bad. But Jesus still show mercy to me. By sending American missionary to tell me about him and lead me to know him, and forgive me and help me to come to know him, and now he used me as a pastor and preacher. This is why I love him so much, and I'm willing to love him and serve him. I would do anything he tell me to do because of his compassion and mercy. Yesterday, I talked to our brother and sister T.D. and Trina. Our loving couple here, they say that they want to live for God. They set aside a lot of money in the nonprofit organization to help many pastors in Vietnam, help churches to buy chairs, help the poor in Vietnam. They came from Vietnam. When I listen to that, I can feel that this is like Zacchaeus. They met Jesus. And they know Jesus is so good to them, show mercy to them. They're willing to do anything to help the pastor, to help the churches in Vietnam. I'm so proud of this. I'm so happy to hear this. That somebody like Zacchaeus nowadays that want to really show love to people, 
because they know God show mercy to them to save them to bring them to from America to Washington area to meet together to get married there my brothers and sisters I want to encourage all of you when Jesus shows up what happened he can heal your sickness he will show mercy to you he will also forgive you of your sin he can perform miracles but you need to let him show up he say i'm knocking at the door if you hear my voice and open the door i will come in and this is just some story that i read here that jesus want to do something for you let me read one more scripture and i'm done in mark chapter 5 verses 22 to 24 and 38 to 43 and behold one of the rulers of the synagogue came Jairus, everyone say, came. You need to come to Jesus. You need to approach him and let him show up in your life. Open your life for Jesus to show up. Jairus by name, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. The Bible say, God gives grace to the humble. This man was so humble. He is the ruler of the synagogue. Wow, he has a high position. And the road at that time is not a carpet like this, very dusty and dirty. And he fell on the dusty road, very dirty, and begged him earnestly. You need to come to God with earnest prayer, saying, "My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her." Again, touching ministry. In that generation, people know that. Jesus always lay hand and touch people. That's why in our church we lay hand, we touch, we use the same principle, imparting the anointing, that she may be healed, and she will live. So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude. Jesus did not say no; he was so so full of compassion, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Then he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and saw a tumult and those who wept and wailed loudly. When he came in, he said to them, "Why make this commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping." He spoke the word of faith: the child will not die; he, she will live. And they ridiculed him, but. He put them all outside. I learned from this scripture that you need to hang out with people of faith. That's why sometimes in the revival service, and I notice that somebody really want to come to five four with me. I say, don't come, don't come to this meeting, because you're gonna destroy my faith by sitting there and looking. Who is this guy? What he's doing? You need to hang around with people of faith. Then God can move. Amen. When you're gonna pray for something, pray with people of faith. Chase out those who have doubt out of the room. Don't get them stand there. They're gonna destroy your faith. Okay. But when he had put them all outside because they did not have faith, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him, entered where the child was lying, and then he took. The child by the hand, and said to her, "Can you see the picture? 
He took the child by the hand, touch again, lay hand on. Talita kumi, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. Immediately the girl arose and walked, and she was 12 years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. When Jesus showed up, he raised the dead. He can raise the dead marriage. He can raise the dead financial situation for you. He can raise the dead condition in your life. He is the life giving God. Amen. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he is a healer? He's a life giver. He is a miracle worker. He can perform miracle. He is a merciful God. He forgives your sin. Do you believe that? The answer to your life is not the world system. Not human being. The answer to your life is the Lord Jesus Christ. I receive messages on the YouTube all the time. I did not have time to share with you. One person about a week ago wrote to me, Pastor, my friend has a cancer and he was dying. And I turned on YouTube teaching and he listened. And this happened a few years ago. And Jesus showed up and he got healed by listening to the word. I was not there. I was not there, I think in Korea. These people in Korea, they listen to our teaching. And while he is listening with the cancer in his body, Jesus showed up and he got healed from cancer. And he's still alive today. They don't need me. They need Jesus. We want Jesus to show up. It's not about man. I'm a human being. But we want Jesus to show up in this house. Amen. Let us confess together. Let us ask God to forgive us and ask the Lord to come into our life and show up in our life everywhere we go. Should we pray like that? Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I have sinned against you. Forgive me, Lord, of my sin. I ask Jesus to show up in my life, in my home, in my place. I open the door of my life and I invite Jesus to be with me all the time. Oh, Lord, you are my healer. You are my provider. You are the merciful God. You are the life giver. Show up in my life, Lord. Provide for me. Forgive me. Heal me. And give life to me, Lord. Lord, your presence shall be with me all the days of my life, Lord. And everywhere I go, I will bring my presence, 
with your presence there. And your presence shall show up. And you shall perform miracle through me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.